coming up. And see, ultimately, ultimately, our thirst is immaterial. It's spiritual. It, 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 what I mean by that is your, our thirst, it, it can't be touched. It's not something that's physical. And on the last and greatest day, while they're celebrating God's provision, Jesus says, God is still providing. And if you want your thirst satisfied, come to me and drink. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Here's something to think about. How often do you stop and reflect on the lessons you've learned in life? Daily? Weekly? Never? Thankfully, we have a teacher who doesn't mind teaching and reteaching the most important things we need to know. In the message series, Lessons from Walking with Jesus, Pastor Robert unpacks some truth we can depend on, taken directly from the life and perspective of the greatest teacher that ever lived and those who walked with him. Here's the final part of the message, pursuing your calling. Next point, number seven. Your opinion has very little value. <laughs> your opinion has very little value. John 7, 16 to 18 as they were questioning about his knowledge, where it came from, being having not been formally taught, Jesus answered, my teaching is not my own. <laughs> I'm going to pause. I want that sink in. <laughs> While you're questioning where I get my knowledge from, Jesus declares it, ain't, it didn't come from me. <laughs> All right? He, he, he said it, it's not my own. <laughs> it, it's not my own opinion. <laughs> That's why your opinion means has very little value. Very little. You got to get that in your spirit. It has very little, very little value. He says, my teaching is not my own. It comes from the one who sent me. <laughs> Verse 17, anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. Y'all get that? The, the, your opinion has very little value. Y'all hear what Jesus said. Jesus says, my teaching is not my own. It didn't come from me. It came from the one who sent me. And he says, anybody who's doing my father's will, the one who sent me, can find out whether my teachings come from God or from me. Y'all got to get this now. Your opinion has very little value. If there was anybody whose opinion would be valid or have value in this life, in this world, it would be Jesus. Y'all get this. If anybody's opinion meant anything of everybody that's been on the planet, it would be Jesus' opinion. <laughs> Yeah. And Jesus says, I don't even teach my own opinion. Y'all y'all, got to get this. You got to get this. You got to get it. He, he says, I'm not even talking about my own stuff, my own thing from my own perspective. And I'm the only one who's really 
qualified to do it. We live in a world today, everybody got an opinion. And social media gives everybody a platform to express it. <laughs> Y'all, you got to get this. Jesus says, I don't teach my opinion. I teach the doctrine of the one who sent me. It's not mine. And he's the only one who's really qualified to have an opinion. But that's not the world we live in. That's not the world we live in. And it reads on, verse 18, he says, whoever speaks on their own does so to gain personal glory. But, who, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is a man of truth. There is nothing false about him. This is why here we try to have scriptural support for everything that we do and teach. Okay. <laughs> I don't want you to say that was Robert's opinion. No. The goal is to find scripture to support what we do. What we teach. It's not our opinion. The Bible says it. And Jesus says, if you're seeking God and doing God's will, what I teach can be tested by those who seek God. So I definitely don't want to give my opinion when it can be tested. And he says, I'm not teaching. While you're wondering where I'm getting my knowledge from, <laughs> I didn't make this stuff up. That's why it's so beautiful when we read Jesus Talking, he says, it is written. It is written. Over and over again, he tells them it's written. This is written. Don't you know that it's written? Have you not read that it's written? Over and over again, he's saying, while you're questioning me, it is written. Did not David say? Did not the prophet say? Did not he just over and over again? But we live in a society that people are so quick to give their opinion. So our social media is, on our social media is an abundance of personal opinions. <laughs> do they have freedom to do it? Yeah, this, we live in a land with freedom of speech and all that stuff. But that don't make it right in the sight of God. Even Jesus said, I teach what I've been, the one who sent me, it comes from him. <laughs> That's where it comes from. So while you're questioning where my source of knowledge comes from, 
Look to God, you'll see. He says. Number eight. <clears throat> you should make righteous judgments. You should make righteous judgments. I know. <laughs> Some have said, don't judge. <laughs> and you say, what Pastor Tom about? He ain't supposed to judge. Again, I, I'm not teaching my opinion. <laughs> Look what the text says, John 7, 21 through 24. Jesus said to them, I did one miracle and you are all amazed. Yet because, <clears throat> yet because Moses gave you circumcision, though actually it did not come from Moses but from the patriarchs, you circumcise a boy on the Sabbath. Verse 23, now if a boy can be circumcised on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses may not be broken, why are you angry with me for healing a man's whole body on the Sabbath? Stop judging by mere appearances, but instead judge correctly. Jesus said, he didn't say don't judge. He said just do it correctly. I didn't say that. Don't say, well, Robert's opinion was that you, you can judge. I know Jesus said <laughs> that you can judge if you judge correctly. And then he, not only did he say it, he gave them an example of how they were judging incorrectly. They were saying that he broke some kind of law because he healed somebody's whole body on the Sabbath while they were given circumcision on Sabbath to keep Moses law. <laughs> and Jesus says, that's unrighteous judgment to think that that's okay. And this is not, he said, you're, you're not evaluating it properly. So he says, judge correctly. And that's the problem of what keeps these things in perpetual motion in the wrong direction. We live in a society <laughs> where folks have a platform, platforms <laughs> to express their opinions or their misjudgments and it's all over the internet. And before the internet, it was all in the scuttlebutts going around town. All the rumors and all the stuff you hear, it was people was expressing the misjudgments. And it just keeps things moving in the wrong direction. And Jesus says, judge correctly. Make sure you're seeing the truth and you're seeing it completely before you have an opinion <laughs> or make a judgment. He's not saying you should not judge. You just need to do it rightly. But we have all these forces that encourages us to judge wrongly. That's why we got to keep our eye focused on what God says, not what man says. You know, salvation, obtaining salvation requires a judgment. 
It says in Joshua, choose you this day <laughs> who you going to serve. Ain't that a judgment? Right? I got to, okay, I'm going to serve this or that. That's a judgment. God gave us intellect to use it. To make wise decisions, to make wise choices, to make wise judgments. And that takes us to our next point, number nine. Jesus can and will quench your thirst. Jesus can and will quench your thirst. On the last and greatest day of the festival... Y'all there? It was a big celebration. Seven days and an eighth day finale. All right? On the last and greatest day of this big feast, the feast. All right? This great happening in the town, and everybody's there. It's the last and greatest day. What? Look what happened. Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, y'all got to be there. You got to be there. You got to be there. This is the great festival. Everybody's there. It's the big celebration. And this is a festival of tabernacles, which is celebrating God's provisions in the wilderness of housing with tents or booths. They're celebrating God's provisions from in the wilderness. And Jesus stands on the last and greatest day of this celebration, and he says in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Are you there? Do you see this? You see Jesus walking around with a megaphone, with a microphone and a big amp or one of them big speakers, something. You know, he's saying in a loud voice, if any of y'all, are thirsty, come to me and drink. In other words, there's provision for your thirst. While you're celebrating God's provision in the wilderness, um, there's provision today for your thirst. And if you want it satisfied, come to me and drink. Verse 38, whoever believes in me, as, the, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. He says, come, if you're thirsty, on the last and greatest day of the celebration, Jesus says, come. And see, ultimately, ultimately our thirst is immaterial. It's spiritual. It, 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 what I mean by that is your our thirst, it, it can't be touched. It's not something that's physical that you can touch, see, and taste. And it's, it's, it's immaterial. You can't touch it. It's immaterial. Our thirst really is immaterial. It's a spiritual thirst. It, it, it can't be touched or seen. It's, it's feelings. It's thoughts. Thoughts of being abandoned. We're thirsting for, uncared for, insufficient, forgotten, neglected, unappreciated unforgiven, disappointed, confused, off-balanced, lonely, unloved, unsatisfied, inadequate, betrayed, hopelessness, thoughts and feelings of brokenheartedness, 
of being abused, frustrated, worried, unaccepted, unfruitful, overworked, and disregarded. Ultimately, we're thirsting for things that's not material. And on the last and greatest day, while they're celebrating God's provision, Jesus says God is still providing. And if you want your thirst satisfied, come to me and drink. And I'll satisfy it. I'll quench your thirst. The disciples understood. In the chapter before, in John 6, a bunch of folks who were following Jesus walked away because they, they couldn't accept something he said about him being the bread of life. And they walked away, and the scripture says they never came back. And so Jesus, here in John 6, 67 and 68, he says to his disciples, to the 12, he says, you do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the 12. Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? We have made a judgment, Lord. <laughs> In other words, Simon is saying, Lord, we've made a judgment about you. He says, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. He said, that's our judgment. So while in chapter 6, the disciples made a judgment that he's the Holy One of God, other folks still hadn't made that decision yet. We find here in John 7, verse 39 says, uh, by this he meant the spirit. When he said, I'll, I'll, I'll quench your thirst, um, whom those who believe in him were later to receive, up to that time the spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Verse 40, on hearing his words, some of the people said, surely, when he said, come to me and drink, some said, surely this man is, a pro is, the, pro is the prophet. Others said he is the Messiah. Still others asked, how can the Messiah come from Galilee? So some were further down the line to the right decision or the right judgment about him, and others were further away from the right judgment about him. So my question is for you, what's your judgment? What do you say about Jesus? What's your decision about who Jesus is? As he says in a loud voice to the crowd, if you're thirsty, come to me and drink. And I declare to you today that Jesus is saying today in a loud voice, Come to me and drink. And those that believe in me will have a river. A river that flows that will quench your thirst. Amen. Amen. 
I don't know about you, but I thank God that I came to the river. I had a broken heart, all kind of stuff. A lot of that stuff I listed, that was me. Oh, yeah. But Jesus provided satisfying, quenching water. I'm reminded of uh, Antoine Fisher movie when the lead actor says, well, who will cry for the little boy? Uh, I found out that there was someone who not only cried for the little boy, but there was someone who died for the little boy. Jesus Christ died for the little boy so that that little boy can have life. That was me. He died for me. I found out that he died for me. And Jesus wants to quench our thirst and satisfy us. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Do y'all know any issues like that that we might have? where people think that a man-made rule or custom is equal to God's law. Stuff that we might even do in the church. That's, we created it. God didn't say do it. But we treat it as if it's God's law. Thank you for listening.